Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Mesechas Sukkah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noach Stengel, Le'ili Nishmas Menachem Meir ben Naftali, and Esther Bas David. Sukkah Daftes Vov. The Mishnah says, Tikra She'ein Olehom Aziva, Rabbi Yudah Oimer, Beshami Oimrim, Mefakfeik V'Noytel Achaz Bin Taim. Tikra She'ein Olehom Aziva means a tikra, a ceiling that doesn't have tar on top of it. Rabbi Yudah says, Beshem Beshamai, that the way to be misakin this tikra, in order to be kosher schach, mefakfeik, you have to shake the schach, the, the beams, v'noytel achaz bintayim, and you have to remove one of them in the middle. Now there are two problems that need to be addressed in this sugya. One problem is tasev asui. Since originally it was made l'shem, a roof, and it wasn't made l'shem schach, so it was, once you decided to use it as a sukkah, it was not made, it wasn't tasev, it was min asui. And the other problem is, as we see in the Gemara, is a problem of Gezeras Tikra. And that's something that we learned at Daf Yudalit, that there's a din. That if you have Nisarim boards that are Rachav Dalit Tfachim, that's the shear that according to Rav, Reb Meir holds of Gezeras Tikra. And it's the shear that according to Shmuel, everybody holds of Gezeras Tikra. Because people will say that there's no difference between these boards and a regular Tikra. So the Gemara explains how each of these problems are addressed. Now Rashi explains in the Mishnah, Tikra She'ein Oleham Aziva, Stam Tikra B'Nesarim She'esh Behen Arba. He understands that our Mishnah is talking about boards that are in the Tikra that are four Tfachim wide. And Toysvis and Dibar Maschal or Meir Oimer agrees to Rashi. And they say, V'hadin Imoy Shapirish Kain. Dibit Tikra She'Nesarim Shalor Ruchavim Arba Ayri. That we're talking about such a Tikra. The Stam Tikra Kachi. Number one, he agrees to Rashi that that is the status of a Stam Tikra. Stam Tikra, when it's discussed, probably is dealing with boards that are fourth Tfachim wide. And secondly, says Taisfis, Midipasli Neser Dalad Mishum Gzeris Tikra, the fact that the Gzeris Tikra, at least according to Rameyer Livdas Rav, and according to everybody, Lafir Yehuda, the Gzeris Tikra is said by Nisarm Sheshla and Dalad, that is an indication that a normal tikra is dalit tfachim wide, because that's the reason why these boards remind you of a tikra. And Taisvis says, you see from our Gemara as well, that we're talking about Nisarim Shesh Ben Dalid, because the Gemara explains that the whole reason behind Reb Meir is that when he says, Neutel Achaz Mibentayim Ve'enu Mefakvik, is because he holds of Xeris Tikra. And since it was already clarified on Daf Yudalit that according to Rav, the Xeris Tikra that Reb Meir holds of is only by Nisarim Shesh Ben Dalid, so it's clear that our Mishnah is talking about Nisarim Shesh Ben Dalid. However, the Ramban and the Ritva disagree with Rashi. They hold that we're talking about Nisarim that are not Rechavim Dalid, boards that are not four Tvachim wide. First of all, they hold that Stam Tikra of a bias, when a person constructs a house, it does not necessarily have to be that he's using Nisarim that are Rechavim Dalid. And Metzias don't agree that that's true. Furthermore, asks the Ritva, if indeed we're talking about Nisarim that have four Tvachim, and that's the reason why you're not allowed to be mesachim, because you have gzeris tikra. How does it help me to be mefakvek or to be not lachas bintayim? That is something that helps to take it away and be mesachich with kosher eschach in the place that you took away a board. But it sounds from the Mishnah like the rest of the boards now all of a sudden become kosher. And if you do a pu'ula, like taking away one neser, when the rest of the nesarim are rechavim dalid, it makes no sense. How would you be machsher those other nesarim?
Now Rashi does not see this as a problem because if you look at Rashi further in the Mishnah, it's clear that Rashi holds that we're not coming to be machshir the rest of the boards in this sukkah. You're only taking one of the boards out in the middle. The rest of the boards are going to be a doifin akuma because we say that schach posel is only posel menatzad ba'arba amis. In order for schach posel to posel a sukkah when it's on the side, you need arba amis because if it's less than arba amis, we say doifin akuma. So essentially, your sukkah is going to be only the place where you took away the neser and you put kosher schach there. The rest of the nesarim are going to function as walls. And certainly, if you all like the shittas, that schach posel even be'emtza needs four amis, and there's no problem. You will not sit under that schach puzzle, you'll sit under the one that you took away and that has kashus of a sukkah. But Rashi wouldn't be bothered at all by the kash that they're asking because he doesn't learn in the Mishnah that we're talking about being machshir the rest of the Nesarim. We're only being machshir the place which you, where you removed the Nesar. But the Ritva is not pleased with that mahalach in the Mishnah because he says then if that's the case then the Gemara should have used this Mishnah to prove whether schach puzzle requires four tvachim or four amis. From our Mishnah you see that schach puzzle needs four Amis to be puzzled because we're talking about Nisarim, Shesh Pandalan, and the Gemara doesn't use this Mishnah to prove that point. And he's referring to the Sugya and Daf Yud Zayin where the Gemara has a discussion as to whether Schach Puzzle is Puzzle Ba'arba with four Tfachim or with Arba Amis, and the Gemara brings a series of rice, and this Mishnah is not one of them. Furthermore, the Ritva says that it's mashma from the Lashon of the Mishnah that when we say that we're referring to being mashma the whole thing. The Mishnah is the subject of the Mishnah is the Tikra She'en Maziva. So to say that the Eitzah in the Mishnah is not an Eitzah to be mashma the whole Tikra. That was the part that was puzzled. The, the Mishnah said, you're not allowed to sit under. You're not allowed to sit under, uh, sit under a tikra. To say that mefakvik, anoit lachs time are just eights to be machshir part of the tikra, the Ritva feels that that's uncomfortable. So he doesn't want to learn that way. And therefore he says it's clear that we're not talking about boards that are four tfachim wide because then you wouldn't be able to imachshir them. The eitzah of taking away a, one of the, the boards or being fake is not going to help you if we're talking about the rest of the boards being four tfachim wide. So now the question is that according to the Ritva, since we're talking about boards that are less than four tfachim, so what does the Gemara mean when it enacts the rule of Xeris Tikra? Xeris Tikra we learned is only when the Nisarim are four tfachim wide. Says the Ritva that in our sugya it was Nishadish, a new dimension of Xeris Tikra. There is one Xeris Tikra that we learned about on Daf Yudalin, and that's the, the regular din of Xeris Tikra, that when a person is sitting uh, underneath a Neser, a board that's Rachav Arbat Fachim, so it looks like the type of thing that is used, generally speaking, for a Tikra, for a ceiling, and not for Schach, and it's going to remind him of the ceiling, and people are going to come to sit underneath a ceiling. However, in our Mishnah, we have a Xeris Tikra even without being four Tvachim wide because we're talking about a case where this thing was a Tikra. It's a Tikra Shein Aziva. It was made to be a roof, a ceiling for a house. Even though the Nisarim says the Ritva are less than four Tvachim wide, nevertheless, there's still a Makam for Xeris Tikra because... People are going to see that this person is sitting underneath a regular ceiling. It may not have maziva, but the person is going to say there's no difference between whether there is maziva or is there, there's not maziva. You're allowed to sit underneath a tikra because this thing was made l'shem tikra. Memela says the ritva, the eitzah of mefakfek or noitel achas mibentayim can help even to be machshir the rest of the tikra. Because as soon as you do a paula, you do a maisa that shows that this isn't a regular tikra, it, you want to take away the shame tikra 
from the ceiling. Once you move it or you remove part of it, it already is different than a regular tikra, and that's going to be machshir the entire tikra. So if we were talking about Nisarim that Rechavim Dalit, it's impossible to be machshir the rest of the tikra. But since we're talking about kosher ischach, the rest of it really could be used as ischach because it is Nisarim that are less than four. The only eight, the only reason why it's a problem is because those Nisarim are part of a tikra. Since the person went and was mevatel the tikra by the eights of the fakvik or not lachs meitayim, so it now goes and is machshir the rest of the Nisarim. The reason why Rashi is not happy with saying this pshat. It's very simple, because when the Gemara says that the Machloik is in our Mishnah between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda, whether you have to dafka be noitl achz time like Reb Meir says, or you can use the Eitz of Mefakfeik as well, the Gemara says that it really has to do with whether you hold of Gzeris Tikra or not. And the Gemara says, if that's true, then What's the Kiddush? They already had this Machloikis back on the Afyudalid. Now, if you learn like Rashi that we're talking about Nisarim that are Rechavim Dalid, so then it's an exact, it's identical, it's a replica of the Machloikis that Rabbi Yudan Rameyer had back on the Afyudalid. Nisarim that are Rechavim Dalid. It's the same exact Xeris ticker that we learned about over there. And the Gemara's Kash is a valid Kash. If we're talking about a whole new dimension of Xeris Tikra, then and Rashi feels that the Gemara shouldn't be asking that because we need this Mishnah to be Mechadish, a new level of Gzeris Tikra. The Mishnah before was talking about Stama person that's sitting underneath boards. Those boards remind him of the boards that are on top of a Tikra and therefore it's us to sit underneath them. Masha'enkin, this Mishnah is talking about when you have Nisarim that are less than four and yet you still have Gzeris Tikra because they originally were made as part of a Tikra. So it's a different level of Gzeris Tikra. It's Gzeris Tikra because a person who's sitting underneath a place that was constructed originally as a tikra is going to think that you're allowed to sit there even when there's maziv on top of it. The Pnei Yeshua in our sugya asks this question on the Hezber of the Ritva and the Ramban. Now this kasha obviously doesn't bother the Ritva and we have to figure out why not. Why does the Ritva feel that the Gemara has a valid question when it says when it's clear that there's a special Chiddush in this Mishnah. And I think that the answer lies in a very blatant difference between the way Rashi explains Xeris Tikra on Daf Yudalid and the way that the Ritva explains Xeris Tikra. When Rashi on Daf Yudalid explains Xeris Tikra, the Dibramaschal Reb Meir, he says, If you're machsher using these words that are Rachav Arbot Fachim, he's going to come and say, The person himself who constructed the sukkah and we allowed him to sit underneath Nisarim that are Rechavim Dalid, will say, wait a minute, if you allow me to sit under these boards, then it's just as good as the Kairos Basi. I could sit underneath the Kairos of my house as well. Because, like Rashi continues, Afhi b'nisarim mekura. That Tikras Basi is also covered with such boards. So this is, it feels the exact same as my Kairos Basi. Now, as far as that Gezeira, that the person himself is going to learn from this case of Nisarim Dalid, and he's going to say that if I'm allowed to sit underneath such schach, then I'm also allowed to sit under a regular roof, may not be true if the person knows that he's sitting under a ticker that has no maziva, and it's constructed from Nisarim that are less than four. 
So our Mishnah, if you were to learn like the Ritva, would be an added Chiddush from what we learned on Daf Yudalit. Masha'en Ken, the Ritva, over there, on Daf Yudalit and also in our Sugya, learns that the Din of Gzeris Tikra is not because the person himself is going to learn from this case to other cases. Rather, it's Gzeri Mishum Haroyim. People will look at it, will think that he's sitting under a regular Tikra. So as long as something looks like a Tikra, then we have to make a Gzeri that people are going to say that I saw somebody sitting under a tikra, and that means you're allowed to make your sukkah underneath a tikra. Now, if you learn that's because of the gzeris harayin, as long as something looks like a tikra to the eye, then we have to make gzeira. So the Ritva obviously holds that the Gemara has a valid question of the haifligu zimna, because the Ritva holds that if a person sitting underneath a tikra sheina lemaziva, the observer looks at it and says, wait, there's a person who's sitting underneath a tikra. Just like in the case of a person who's sitting underneath the sarim, that it looks to him like he's under underneath a tikra, and therefore there's a makam to make a In fact, it could very well be that the observer doesn't know that there's ma- no maziva on top of the tikra. So as far as the observer is concerned, he's sitting under something that looks exactly like a regular ceiling. So even if the person himself knows the difference, but the observer doesn't. So it comes out that the machloikis, whether our Mishnah is an added Chiddush, or it's the exact same Chiddush as the Din on Daf Yudalit, is dependent on whether the Din Gzeris Tikra has to do with the person himself's perspective or the outsider's perspective. As far as the outsider's perspective is concerned, anything that looks like a Tikra is included in the same Gzeira. And as far as the person himself's perspective, it depends whether he's going to learn from this case to a case of a Tikra. Now, our Mishnah is talking about a tikra she'en oleha maziva. The question arises, what is the halacha with regards to a tikra that has maziva, you already tarred it on top, and you want to remove the maziva, and then be mefakfek or noitel achas mebintayim? Theoretically speaking, that should work. However, the Magen Avram in Simitof Reish Lamed Aleph, Sivkat and Vav, brings the Maral Bach that says that it doesn't work. And the Magen Avram says, On a practical level, this would seem, it's, it doesn't make too much sense, It would seem that it's even better. Levush Yisrod explains what the Magen Avram means to ask, is that over here you're doing more of a Maisa than in a Tikr She'en Olei Maziva. A Tikr She'en Olei Maziva, all you're doing is being Mephakvik, and with a Tikr She'yesh Olei Maziva, so you first have to remove the Maziva, and then you're Mephakvik, so that should show more that you're changing things from what they were before. Now if you take a look at the Lashon of the Maral Bach in the Tshuva, in the first Tshuva, he says that... The fact that we were matter to do a maisa zuta, a small maisa like mefakfek or noit lasem ben tayim, was only said when the schach is kosher be'etzim. Like a tikr she'en aziva, where you're sitting under something that's kosher schach, and the psul is only because when you originally constructed it, you put it there to be part of a tikra, part of a roof, and therefore it presents a problem of either xeris tikra or tasav lemina asui. But schach, which l'chatchil was be'etzim puzzle like a tikra sheyeshalem aziva, then it doesn't help to do a downgraded maisa like noit lachs time or mefakvik. The problem with this, though, is 
that as soon as you remove the maziva, it should revert back into being schach kosher. It no longer is schach that's possible be'etzim. And the only problem is that it's part of a tikra. And if it's part of a tikra, you should be able to fix that by being noitel achzim or mefakvik. And Mr. Brewer really does side with the Mogan Avram. Take a look at Mr. Brewer over there in Sifkat and Chav Beis. So the question is, how are we to understand the position of the Maral Bach? So perhaps we can explain this, Alpi, what Rashi says on Dafyudalit Omid Aleph. Over there in the Sugi of Gzeris Tikra, Divra Maschal Reb Meir, Rashi says that Gzeris Tikra is possible because if you're going to be Machshir, people are going to come to say, Mali Lesachich Be'elu, Mali Leishev Tachas Koiris Beisi. There's no difference between sitting under these Nisarim and sitting under the Koiris of my house. Afi. The Nisarim Mukura, even my house is Mukura with Nisarim with boards. The Ahu Vade puzzle. Why is a ticker in a person's house puzzle? Rashi says, The Sukkah Amrachmana, Veloi Beisai, shall call you my Sashana. As soon as something becomes part of a person's bias, shall call you my Sashana, it has a special psul. The Torah says Sukkah, and not Beisai shall call you my Sashana. So it could be that the Malbach understands that if you have a Tikra Shiyashalem Maziva, it loses the shame Sukkah. It's considered a bias. And even if you remove the Maziva, that may make the Schach, Schach kosher in terms of the material, but it still is part of the bias because it's a Tikra of something that's not a Sukkah, rather a bias Shokolim Sashana. And in order to get rid of that, says the Malbach, it's not enough to be Mefakvik. Mefakvik is enough. When you're dealing with a problem like a Durabonon, like Zeris Tikra or the like, where you have to change the perspective on something. Until now, it was perceived as part of your Tikra, and now we want it to be perceived differently. If you want to perceive it differently, you can be Mefakvik, you can be Neut Lachs time. That shows that the person has a different perspective. However, if it already became a Dairaisnik Absul of Beisoy and not Sukkah, you need a Sukkah, the only way to change that is to do something more significant. To be Mefakvik or Neut Lachs time which is something that changes the perspective is not enough to change its real identity if it became part of a house shall call you my sashana now when we say that you have to be mefakvik, what exactly constitutes mefakvik? Rashi says in the Bermasal Mefakvik that you have to be soiser umenanea es kulon Mefakvik means that the person has to be soiser, which would seem to mean that he has to detach it from the tikra. So if it has screws that are screwing it in, he's got to get rid of those screws, unscrew it, or take out the nails that are fastening it in place. That's what soiser means. Umenanea es kulon, he also have to shake each one. However, the rush in Simen Chavtes says, Mefakvik eskuloi she meisir amasmeirim shahoyu kvuim behem. He has to remove the nails that were kvuim behem. That's all Mefakvik means. The Karben Esanel over there in Ois Aleph says that according to the rush, you do not have to be minanea. You don't have to shake it. As long as you did the act of removing the nails that are fastening it in place, that would constitute a Mefakvik. The way the Mechaber Paskins in Simon Tofresh Lamin Alf Sif Tes, by Samukurban Sarm Sha'in Ale Maziva, Ubolach Shir Lushem Sukkah, Daibazeshe Yasir Kolamas Meir and Mashem Masia Sukkah. When Yasir Masmeir, he doesn't say you have to shake it, he's going like the Psak of the Rosh, and Mr. Brewer brings down that although that is the sheet of the Rosh and the tour, he says that Rashi brings our Rashi and he says the Ramam Pirsha Mishnayas seems to agree to Rashi, so to the Rav and the Mishnayas and the Urzarua all say like Rashi Mikola Lane Mashma says the Mishnah. The Brewer that Sirch Lenanea is called an that you do have to shake them.
Again, this could be Rashi Lishitasei. If the Pshat in Mefakvek or Noit Lachs Bintayim is just a Giloy Das to show how the person relates to it, what his perspective on it is, as soon as he does a Maisa, like removal of the Masmerim, that should be enough. However, if we're looking for more than just the Giloy Das of the person, we're looking to actually change the identity of the board itself, change it from being part of a bias to being a Sukkah, then you may have to remove it from its place because even though you took away the Masmerim, the fact is that it's been placed over there for the purpose of being part of the house. Now it may be a house that doesn't have nails in its boards. The only way to change its identity is to pick it up. Now you lost the board that it ha- that was part of a house before and now it's being put down without Masmerim and being put down without Masmerim means that it's there L'Shem Sukkah and not L'Shem Bayez. Now of course this is not exactly the same as the Marobach who was talking about a Tikr Sheyesha Maziva which is a real Dairai Siddiq Ikhshash. However, since Rashi holds that the Deiraisa de Kapsul is based on the fact that it's not the bias that you sit in Rukhulam Yemais Hashana and it doesn't have a shame sukkah. So it could be that even on the Durabanan level, you have to do more Lafi Rashi than according to the Rosh. Another place where we see this Machlaikis Rashi and the Rosh is with regards to Noit al Achas Bibentayim. Because the Rosh, as the Karbanisano points out in Ois Beis, says that the Nisarim that you leave, not the ones that you took out in Bintayim, but the other Nisarim, you do not have to even take away the Masmerim that are attaching them to the bias. And that's very difficult to understand. Because Bishlam, if you hold, like Rashi says, that Tzachach Posel is Poisel only B'dalad Amis, either Menatzad or Be'emtza, then we understand this is called Tzachach Posel, but it doesn't Posel the Sukkah because there's not enough there to Posel. However, the Rosh himself Paskins that Tzachach Posel is Poisel B'dalad Fachim. And nevertheless, he says that as soon as you're Neutel Achaz Mibentayim, then your sukkah is good and you're able to sit underneath all of the boards. Even if those boards have masmerim, they have nails in. We mentioned earlier the shita of the Ramban and the Ritva who say that you're allowed to sit under the rest of the sukkah because we're talking about boards that are less than four tvachim. But even the Ramban and the Ritva didn't say when you have masmerim, nails that are fastening the boards in place that you're allowed to sit underneath them. So the Karbanasanal answers for the Shita Sarosh by saying that although there are masmerim fastening the boards into uh, the place of the house, nevertheless, that's also not a psul be'etzem. It's only taking something which is kosher schach, schach kosher, and you're attaching it. He says the psul of mechuber is only when it is naturally attached. But if you're attaching something to a house, that is called tolush ulubisayf chibrai, and it's not posul be'etzem. Tolush ulubisayf chibrai means it's really naturally detached, and you attached it through human intervention. That's not something that's posul be'etzem. It's only possible because there is tikra, or because tasavaloy mino asui. Memela, as long as you just were noit lachs bintayim, in some point throughout this tikras, then it would be kosher. However, Rashi Lishitosi, who says that the problem when something is part of a house is that it's a dindaraisa because the Torah said sukkah and not basishal kolashana. So any part that has masmerim is still schach puzzle. It's not going to help you to be noit lachs bintayim someplace along the. Tikra. Because Kolzman, there's still Masmerim, it still retains its din of being part of Beisar Shakalashana and not Sukkah. The Mishnah says, Hamakara Sukkase Bishpudin Oibaruchis Hamita, somebody 
who puts as a schach on top of his sukkah, shpudin, which are kalim that are puzzled to be used as schach. A shpud is a spit. It's something that gets used to roast meat. The posts of a bed. If there's enough space in between the shpudin and the aruchas amita, the exact same size as themselves, then it's ksheira. Meaning that you're going to place your schach kosher in those spaces. The Gemara says, This Mishnah should be a refutation on the sheet of Rav Huna Reder of Yeshua, the Itmar. Because we learned, Paretz Ka'aymid. This is B'Ligabe Mechitzah Shabbos. The halacha is that in order to separate an area from the Rosh Hashanah and make a Rosh Hashanah, you have to have a Mechitzah. Now, if there are too many spaces in the Mechitzah, making it that there's more space than Oymid, than wall, then it's puzzle. There's Machloi, because Rabbi Huna, Yeshua, and Rapapa, what happens if they're the exact same size? If the amount of parts is equal to the amount of Oymid. The Gemara in Erevin explains that the Machloikis between Rav Hunerbrader Yeshua and Rav Papa is what the Allah Lomash Messinai was concerning Mechitzes. According to Rav Hunerbrader Yeshua, the Allah Lomash Messinai, Hashem taught Moshe Misinai Gedoy Ruba that you have to be goider you have to make sure that Roiv is enclosed by Mechitza and therefore if it's the exact same size then it's no good because you weren't goider Ruba you only were goider half however a Papa learns that the Allah Lomash Misinai was Altifrit's Ruba don't allow Roiv to be exposed so if you have Mechitza that is enclosed then it's good now our Gemara is asking that if you see that the amount of schach kosher is allowed to be equal to the amount of schach puzzle, that shows like the sheet of Rapapa that Paretz Kaimit is kosher. And at first glance, the Gemara is very difficult to understand, and the Pnei Yeshua asks the question, that just like you see, like we mentioned, the Gemara says that the Pshat in Rav Hunabredi Yeshua is Gedoy Ruba, that the Allah HaMash B'Sinai Legabe Mechitzis was to be Goider Roiv of the area, how can you bring a raya from there, what would be the halach legabe, the sukkah? Legabe sukkah is a different issue. It's how much tzel does your schach have to provide? What does that have to do with the halach l'mashmissinai of mechitzis? So it would seem from our Gemara that we can say a yisoid in the din of schach and we could bring a smach l'dover from an earlier Gemara. We can say that aside from the fact that schach has to be a tzel provider, it has to provide the sukkah with tzel which is one of the main functions of schach, it also has a Torah's mechitza. Now, as far as its capacity to provide sale, we already saw in the beginning of the Mesechta, Rashi explained that the only chamsa meruba mitzilsa is posel, and the reason Rashi says is because then the miut is batal beroiv, which the Yachorinim explained to mean, the stipler over there explains that the Schach has to be something that is a tzel provider. It has to provide you with tzel. And since there's too much sun, we cannot objectively view the entire schach as being something that provides you with tzel because it's something that allows more sun in than shade. If it would be the equal amount of sun and shade, then we could say that objectively it is a tzel provider. So that's why mechza al mechza, as far as the schach's capacity to provide tzel is okay. And that perhaps is something that even Rav Huna of Yeshua would agree to. Rav Huna of Yeshua and Rav Papa have a different machloikis. They have a machloikis, like we said, what the halach l'mash misinai vis-a-vis mechitzis is. 
So we can say that aside from the din, that the schach has to provide sale, which it would be okay if it's mechza or mechza, the schach also has a halacha of a mechitza. And this we see from the Gemara, and Avav Mebez, where the Gemara is trying to find the source for the number of walls that a sukkah needs to have. And the Gemara brings down the amount of times that it says in the Torah, Basukais, Teshu Shivas Yamim. It says, Kolezach Bisrol Yesh Basukais, Luman Yedder Sechon Kiva Sukais Shafti. Two of the times are written without a Vav, one of the times written with a Vav, and there the Gemara makes a Cheshbin how many walls we can learn out from there. In that Sugya, the Gemara brings down that one man Yamar maybe holds, Schacha Boikra, that you have to use one of those Psukim to tell me about the Schach. Now, the man Yomar who says over there, Rashi explains, is because we nafka. The sukkah below schach loy mikri. It can't be called a sukkah without schach. And I believe the other man Yomar also agrees that the sukkah cannot be called a sukkah without schach. The reason, though, why he holds that schach is because just like we learn out the other mechitzes from the words basukais, we also learn out a teres mechitza to the schach. The schach is also given teres mechitza. So there are two dinim in the schach. It has to provide sale and it also has to be a kisui to your sukkah. And if you don't have a kisui which has a din mechitza, then the sukkah is no good. Therefore, even if mitzad the din tzel, mechza al mechza is okay, but if we have a halach sinai in other mechitzes that you need to have more than mechza it has to be Oymed Merubah Allah Paretz, then Legabi the Schach, it also would be possible. There are Sameach in Hilchasukah Perkei, Halacha Yudalit, Asakasha in our Sugya. We learned over here that according to Hunabrader of Yeshua, the Schach would not be kosher when the Schach Puzzle and the Schach Kosher are equal. And the question is suppose the case is that the Schach Puzzle is at the edge of your Sukkah. Why don't we say that that should be doifen akuma, and it would come out that you don't have an equal amount of schach puzzle and schach kosher, because part of your schach puzzle is really considered connected to the wall. And the truth is that from Rabbi Kveger in Shochanor Tafresh Lamid Beis, if Aleph, it's mashba that he believes that you would say doifen akuma in such a case. However, it is quite possible that in such a case you would not say doifen akuma. And that would answer the Arsameach's kasha. The reason for this is because doifen akuma is a halacha that is said when you have kosher schach and you want to make sure that your wall is properly magia l'schach. So what you do is you say that on the side, the schach puzzle, that's minhat sad, is considered connected to the wall. But suppose you have schach which before the doifen akuma is not considered kosher schach. Because before you enact the rule of doifen akuma, it's mechza al mechza, which is no good. Then you don't use the rule of doifen akuma to turn the schach into kosher schach. When you have kosher schach already, you can use doifen akuma to attach the wall to the schach, al yidei the schach posel menatzad, and the schach posel menatzad does not bother us because it's considered connected to your wall. But if you don't yet have kosher schach, to use the rule of defen akuma to turn it into t- kosher schach, you don't say. And this is similar to other dinim. If you take a look in the Gemara in Shabbos, Tavtesimid Aleph, we find that the din of good asik, you don't say unless the wall is servicing something that already has the kashris of a rishus. So to over here, the din of Daifin Akuma, which is also a special Allah Sinai, is not said unless the wall is servicing something that already has a din of schach kosher. There is a stira in the Shita Sarambam. The Rambam in Perkei Alochetes Zayin Paskins 
that if the schach kosher and the schach posel are equal, then it's posel, because he says schach posel is kiparetzu nechshav. It's considered like it's open, which means that the Ramapaskins, like Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua, and he goes with the Mahalach in our Gemara that says that our Mishnah has to be talking about benichnes v'yoytze and b'madef, or like the Eitzah of emhoyinoysin shesi noysin eriv, like the Gemara explains. However, legabe erivin in perik tezayin hilchas Shabbos alocha tezayin the Ramapaskins like her papa that poritz kaimid is mutter. So the Magad Mishnah asks this question on the Rambam. He answers that since the whole psul of Schach Posel is because it's considered porutz, it's considered open, and the Gemara says later, and Afchav Beis Mebeis, that if you have open spaces and the Chama and the Tzel are equal, up on top by the Schach, then inevitably what happens is that on the bottom, in the Sukkah itself, there's going to be more Chama than Tzel. The light spreads. So that's why the Ramam holds that although we paskin like our papa in Hilchas Erevin, as far as Mechitzas are concerned, Paritz Ka'imid is good. But there's an added problem when it's Paritz Ka'imid, Legabe, Schach, because even though it was covered with Schach Pasel, we look at it as if there were spaces, and when there are spaces, it's going to be Pasel because it lets in more Chama than Tzel. The obvious question is, according to the way he's being masber, why is it that the Gemara asks the Kasha only on Rav Huna Breder of Yeshua? It should be a Kasha even according to Rav Papa, because even though in Hilchas Mechitzah Rav Papa is Machshir, Paritz Ka'aymed, but it doesn't make a difference because when you have Paritz Ka'aymed by Schach, then inevitably it's going to be possible because it theoretically could allow in more sun than shade. So the Magamishnah says, the Gemara could have turned around and said, that even according to our Papa, you need to be mukim the Mishnah by Madif or Benichtis Viyoitse. So that's the Mahalach of the Magid Mishnah. Essentially, he's learning that the Gemara, even though the Rama Paskins like Rav Papa, that in Hilchas Mechitza, when it's equal, when it's parts Ka'imit, it's kosher, there's a special issue over here that has to do with Tzel. When you have equal Schach Pasol to Schach Kosher, we look at it as if there are open spaces, and open spaces when they're equal are no good because that would allow more sun to come in than shade. Now the Ritva in our sugya clearly argues on this because the Ritva says that even though you do not have roiv tzel from schach kosher, since it happens to be that when you are mitzaref all of the schach together, the entire schach gives you more tzel than sun, then the sukkah is okay. As long as the schach doesn't suffer from the problem of poritz meruba ala oimid, so as far as mechitzas are concerned, it's a kosher schach, the fact that theoretically, if you were to take away the schach puzzle, you would have more sun than shade doesn't bother us. Sun being more than shade is only a problem if it's practically more sun than shade. But over here, the entire ceiling is covered with schach, be it schach kosher, be it schach puzzle, but the whole thing is covered so you're not allowing sun to come in. So it comes out there's a very fundamental machloikis between the Magad Mishnah and the Ritva. The way the Magad Mishnah is learning Bidasa Rambam, the psul of Chamsa Meruba Mitzilsa is a problem even if it doesn't happen on a practical level. Rather, since potentially you don't have enough schach kosher to provide the amount of tzel that would be considered roiv tzel over chama, it's not good. However, the Ritva holds that it's not an issue of potential, how much potential your schach kosher has in terms of the tzel, rather how much tzel practically is there. Even if the fact that there's more tzel than chama is because of a combination of schach kosher and schach puzzle, that doesn't bother us. 
as long as the schach is not in his battle with roiv schach posel, as long as it's paritz kaimid, then it's okay. So it comes out the sheet of Magid Mishnah is that sale has to be provided solely by schach kosher. You have to have roiv sale from schach kosher, and according to the Ritva, you don't need roiv sale from schach kosher, as long as there's not roiv chama in your sukkah, then it's okay. The Kesef Mishnah answers the Rambam differently. He learns that the Rambam went with the girsa that we find in Toysis, which is the girsa Sarach, that the Gemara really asked the Kashev, that it's impossible for them to be exactly equal. Which basically means that the Gemara was asking a Kashev, that even according to a Papa, the Gemara has to be Mukim, the case of our Mishnah, either by Madif or by Shesi Ve'eriv. So then that's very simple. The Rambam paskins like her Papa and still he learns our Gemara in such a way that the Gemara had to give that Mahalach even Lafi Rav Papa. Perhaps we can offer one more Teretz to be Miyashev the Stira in the Rambam. Very often, the Rambam paskins like the Yerushalmi. And the Yerushalmi in our sugi is different than the Bavli. The Bavli right away tries to bring a Raya to Rav Papa against Rav Huna Brady Rav Yeshua from our Mishnah because they have Machlekes about parts Ka'imid and in our Mishnah you see that even when they're equal, it's kosher. And this, you see in the Bavli, is the motivation to be Mukim, our Mishnah, by Madif or by Shesi Ve'eriv. And we already asked that the Tzushtel is a very funny one because bringing a Machlekes of Hunar Bereid of Yishun or Papa, which has to do with the Halacha Lohan Shemisinai, Legabe Mechitzis, shouldn't have any bearing on what the Halacha would be, Legabe Schach. But that's what the Bavli does. It asks the question and gives this Teretz. However, in the Yerushalmi, the moment the Mishnah is brought down, the Yerushalmi makes the statement that even though the Lashon of the Mishnah is Im yesh kemoisan, which means that in order for your sukkah to be kosher, there has to be the same exact amount of space in between the schach puzzle, so you can put your schach kosher there, kemoisan, says the Yerushalmi, it doesn't really mean kemoisan, it means a little bit more. The Yerushalmi does not say this based on asking the stira to Rav Hunabred Yeshua. The Yerushalmi just says it as a blanket statement. It doesn't even bring the machleik as Rav Hunabred Yeshua and Rav Papa. So you see that according to the Yerushalmi, the fact that we need to be mukim b'madif or b'shesi ve'eriv is not because we paskin like Rav Hunav Radio Yeshua. Even if you paskin like Rav Papa, you see from the Yerushalmi that it's possible to make the sukimtas. That already gives us a window into understanding the Rambam. The Rambam could paskin like Rav Papa, but he passes like the Yerushalmi. The reason why the Yerushalmi holds that it's not necessarily dependent on the Machlekes of Hunav Radio Yeshua and Rav Papa could be for a number of reasons. It could be for the reason that the Magad Mishnah said that even if you're passing like Rav Papa, but still you have the problem of tzel, because if it's equal on top, it's going to be bigger on bottom. Or it could be for the reason that the Kesev Mishnah gave, that really behind the scenes is the kasha of a Efshel Litzamtzim. And it could also be because the Yerushalmi holds that you can't prove anything from the, the Halach Mosh Messina that Rapapa says, Ligabe Erevin, which is Al Tiferet's Ruba, to the Halach Ligabe Schach. Maybe for Schach, the Yerushalmi holds that it's Dover Poshet, that you need to have Roiv. Schach kosher, like most dinim in the Torah. Mechza or Mechza is no good. You have to make sure that it's schach kosher, and you need rubi kekulai for it to be schach kosher. Maybe legabe erevin is a special halacha mishmasina. Rapapa holds of al tifreitz ruba, which is special halacha mishmasina that was said there. Al kol ponim, it's not a steer anymore in the Rambam. The Rambam passes like Yerushalmi, who argues on the Bavli. On the din of the Mishnah, Mesh Revach Beneim Kemoison, the Chazanish in Erechaim Simon Kuf Nun Sivkot Yud Aleph says. 
that we have to be talking about a case in which your schach kosher is mu'uvakim and bias. It has no avir in it whatsoever. There are no holes. Because if you have holes inside your schach kosher, he says then there's going to be a problem because the avir that's inside the schach kosher will be mitztarif together with the schach posel and it will be considered roiv. And this is a Kiddush, because we would all probably assume that as long as you have lovud inside your schach kosher, we look at the entire area that's covered with schach kosher as being filled with schach kosher, and then it's not considered roi. You can't be mitzar of that avir to the schach posel. Says the Chazanish, that is not the case. If it's exactly equal, then there has to be mo'uvakim den bayis. The schach kosher has to be without any holes whatsoever. Toysfis over here in Dibra Maschel Paritz Ka'imid brings a raya from our sugya t- that our sugya holds the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi who says that means that when something is done through man it's possible to be exact and therefore says Toysfis that's how our Gemara can deal with the possibility that something is it's exactly equal because if you hold that it's then how could you say a statement that Poritz Ka'imid is mutter how could it be mutter? It's ef shalitzamtim. You always have to be choishish that the paritz is more than the oimit. And then it's puzzle. Later on on Amit Beis, Toysfis says, later on in the Toysfis, that it's possible that even if you hold paritz ka'imid, this mandiyamar in our Gemara can hold that it's ef shalitzamtim. If that's true, if it's ef shalitzamtim, then we should be choishish that maybe the paritz is more than the oimit. So how is it possible to say paritz ka'imid mutter? Says Toysfis, that first of all, it's possible that the oimid is merubah, ala parts. Maybe the oimid is merubah, and then it's for sure kosher. And even if the oimid is not merubah, then maybe it's equal. It sounds like what Toysavis is saying is that we have a sfex feka. You can be mitzaref, the tzad, that it's oimid merubah, ala parts, together with the tzad, that they're equal, to be machshir, the mechitza. And the Sfasemis asks that this is a pella, because it's really all one suffix. Once there's a halacha, according to Rav Papa, that Paritz Ka'imid is mutter, so the halacha Lomash Misinai we said is al Tifreitz Ruba. You cannot have Rav exposed. And it's one suffix, is Rav exposed or not? The question as to whether it's exactly equal or there's more Oymid than Paritz is really all part of one category. So we have one question, is there enough Mechitza here or not? How could we be Mitzar if those two Tzadim to create a Sfex Feka? So the Sfasemes himself answers that we are not really talking about Sfex Feka. It's because since Lefanenu, the way it looks like to us, to the naked eye it looks like it's equal. It's just that we have to be done. A suffix, maybe we're making a mistake. So on the tzad we're making a mistake, it could be that, we're, that the mistake that we're making is to look at it equal even though it's oimid meruba. There's more oimid than parts. So just like you can make a mistake and the tzad ha you can make a mistake thinking that it's equal when it's really parts meruba ala oimid, you could also make a mistake the other way and think that it's equal when it's oimid meruba ala parts. So it's similar to Aspex Feka because it's like roiv tzadim. And it is true that the Lashon of Toysvis in Erevin is that it's Ke'en Svek Sveka. However, the Lashon of the Marsha over here is that it's Midin Svek Sveka. The Lashon of the Toysa Rosh is that it's Svek Sveka. The Shalz Chubas Rebekveger and Simit Kuf Samach Zayin, he also deals with it like a regular Svek Sveka. And that we have to understand. How could we look at this as a Svek Sveka? Like we said, it's all one suffix. It's one suffix as to whether there's enough Oymid or not. And if you pass in like Rav Papa, what you need in order for there to be enough oimid is that it should be equal. So how can you say that there's two tzadim, that it's kosher? Number one, it could be equal. Number two, there could be more oimid than parts. 
And so I think you could bring a raya from this Toysfis to the Yisoyed that the Rishash says in Erevin on Dafyud. Over there, the Rishash explains that Oymed Meruba la Paritz and Paritz Ke Oymed Lafira Papa are kosher for two different reasons. Oymed Meruba la Paritz is a halacha that we look at the Paritz as if it was closed up totally, since Oymed is Meruba la Paritz. Masha'enkin, the din of Paritz Ka'imid, the Rapapa says, is kosher, is not because we look at the Paritz as if it's closed up. The Paritz is considered as if it's still open. Except, we're, we know, like we said, Allah is, Loitifritz Ruba. You can't have Roiv of it exposed. The Paritz is considered exposed. But the din is that in order for a Makam to be considered not a Rishis HaYachid, in order for it to be considered part of the Rishis HaRabim, it has to be totally exposed, or at least the majority of it has to be exposed. So when it's only halfway exposed, it's considered a makim that's separate enough from the Rishos HaRabim. It may not have a machitza surrounding the whole Rishos, but it doesn't need a machitza surrounding the whole Rishos because the Rishos is not fully exposed. And the Rishash is actually medayik from the difference in Lushin. When we express the idea of Oymid Merubah Laparitz, the Gemara says Oymid Merubah Laparitz Havi Ka'oymid. It is considered like Oymid, which means, he says, that the entire area is considered like it's enclosed. Masha'en Kain, the din of Rapapa, when it says, Paritz ke Oymid, it says kosher. It doesn't say Paritz ke Oymid, havi Oymid. Paritz ke Oymid is kosher. It's a kashus on the makam. The makam is not exposed enough to be puzzle. It's considered a rishus, which is not open enough to the rishus arabim. However, it's not considered ke Oymid. Masha'en Kain, Oymid, Rubala Paritz, we say havi ke Oymid. And this has nafkaminus in the sugya over there, on Dafyud in Erevin, the nafkamina that the Rashash is discussing is Lugabi, a rule that it says in that sugya that when you have a piece of oimid and there are two spaces on either side of it, then we say, Asi avira dahai gisa, vavira dahai gisa umavatala. Since there is avir on one side of the oimid and on the other side, the two spaces are mevatal that oimid and make it as if it doesn't exist. And from the shakletai of the Gemara over there, you see that if you have a scenario in which it's Oymed Meruba la Paritz, we don't say the rule of Asi Avira da Haigisa, Vavira da Haigisa to be Mavatal, a particular Oymed. And the reason is because instead of using the rule of Asi Avira da Haigisa, Vavira da Haigisa, and making it considered as if the Oymed is not there, you should go the other way and say that Oymed Meruba la Paritz is Mavatal the Avir and makes it as if it's Oymed. So we don't say Asi Avira da Haigisa because the Avir is considered like it's not there. That's only true, says the Rashash. And Medaic from the Sugya by Oymed Merubal Aparitz because Oymed Merubal Aparitz creates the scenario in which the Paritz is considered like it's not there. So that takes care of the rule of Asi Avir the Haigisa, Vavir the Haigisa. Masha'en Kain, if it was Paritz Ka'imid, if it was equal, then you do say Asi Avir the Haigisa, Vavir the Haigisa, Umavatale. And that's because even though Paritz Ka'imid is kosher, but it does not make it like the parrots is not there. So you still have Avir, and since you still have Avir, it's Mevatlet. So the Rishash establishes a Yisoyed in the Sugya over there, that these two rules don't operate in the same way. Oymed Merubah la parrots is a rule which allows for the parrots to be considered like it's non-existent. It's considered as if it's all filled up. It's Havi Oymed, and the din of parrots Ka'oymed Mutter Papa is a din that the parrots doesn't bother us enough. 
The mele, it comes out that we could explain Toysfus' Svex Feka. We asked on Toysfus, how can you say that when there's a suffix by Paritz Kaimid, Toysfus says that we have to be Mistapik, so how do we know that it's equal? Perhaps it's Paritz Merubala Aimid. Answers Toysfus, we have a Svex Feka. Number one, it could be that it's more, that it's Aimid Merubala Paritz, and even if it's not, maybe it's equal. We asked what gives us a right to split up those two tzadim. It's all one side because there's one rule called al tifreitz ruba. So if it's not roiv parutz, then it's kosher machmas the same din of al tifreitz ruba, whether it's mechzal mechzal or it's oimim ruba al parutz. Just like nobody would tell me that there's a svex feka that number one, it could be that it's seventy five percent oimid. And even if it's not 75% oimid, maybe it's 60% oimid, etc. You don't look at those two things as two different stodim. So why would you look at roiv as a different sad than mechzal mechza? The answer is because there are really two separate rules. There's one din of altiferitz ruba, and that's the halacha that's machshir when it's oimid keparitz, when it's exactly equal. There's another rule of oimid beruba laparitz, which gives a kashris to the area beyond the din of altiferitz ruba. It's because then it's considered like the mechitza is fully surrounding the rishus. And like we saw, there are nafgaminas between these two rules. So lefize, it could be used as a sveksveka. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.